Love Talk Radio. Hi, this is Lady Fontaine, and you're listening to Eye on the Future. This is a very special episode of this show, a little different time than we usually do, but today my co-host Julie Zellman and myself wanted to talk to you about the very special challenges of today's modern women. So stay tuned, we've got a great show in store for you. Well, this is Lady Fontaine, and I've got Julie Zellman with me today, and we're going to be talking about um, some of the typical life challenges of today's modern women. And I don't know if you heard that on the intro or not. I I, I, I couldn't even hear it. I don't know if it's my phone or my ears or what. <laughs> I heard it. I heard it. I'm, okay. sure that it. I'm sure that the listeners heard it as well. It may have been a little bit toned down, but we heard it. Well, I tried. Um you know, I want to just mention today that we're not going to be taking calls. Typically, we do take calls, and I, I usually try to reserve the last half of the show for your psychic questions. Today, we're not going to do that. Um, and I do want to make one announcement to all the listeners to please keep checking back on Blog Talk Radio. In the next couple of weeks, you will be getting um, some notification when I'll be back on the air. I've taken a little bit of a hiatus. Um, because of a lot of um, outside obligations with this new TV show that we're working on. So I've been multitasking in a million different directions. So that's why we'll be back on the air in a couple of weeks. Just watch on Blog Talk Radio on my show page, and all the details will be put up there shortly. All right, for the topic for today, um, Julie, what what are your thoughts about some of the the major challenges that women have um, today just sort of juggling a million different things? Um, well, in their day-to-day lives. I think it's apropos that this topic just came up. Um, obviously, there are different women, women who are married with children, women who are single, women who have careers, women who tend, who want to stay home. Uh, but in my particular case, I just had this conversation with a man who is a friend of mine. We're not dating, but about about dating because... I, as a woman, still want to be treated like a woman. And, you know, you and I and and this show talks often about how we as women uh, need to be the woman. We need to be treated like one. Yet the men get confused because they don't know how to treat us anymore with modern-day women's rights, and we want, you know, we want responsibility and we want our career, but we also want them to pay. So it was a very interesting conversation as far as this guy thought he shouldn't pay for dates. He said, if you want to be treated like a woman, then you can stay home and cook, and I'll take you on dates. Wow. Um, And, and you know, that's interesting, because I I had a caller this week, and I'm not going to give out all the specifics, but it was almost a a 180 to that, uh where she was telling me that... Um, recently she started to date this guy, and they go out on the first date, and he treats her to this wonderful meal and this wonderful date, and they hit it off, and everything's fine and dandy. And then on the next date, she offers to pay. 
Mm-hmm. And he gets all, like, flustered and, he's going, well, not when you're out with me. That that just isn't going to happen. And then, you know, she followed it up by by uh, sending him some sort of little gift and all. And it's, it's obviously scaring him away. So mm-hmm. it's quite interesting that we're seeing both different dynamics. You know, um, we are one man, the man that, that you're telling us about, wants a woman to pay. He doesn't want the full responsibility of the relationship. And quite frankly, if he's dating a woman who's going to put that responsibility on him, what is he going to do? Most likely he's going to run away and, and, right. and not let it go anywhere. Where on the flip side, you know, there's other men out there that still want to be a man and still want to treat a woman like a woman. And that, that you know, there are some women that I think um, – would would do you know fabulously with the kind of guy that that you're describing. They want their place. They want mm-hmm. to be an equal in a relationship. And then there's other women. Quite frankly, if I'm dating somebody, I want them to pay. I want to be treated like you know like they value me and that right. they appreciate me and honor me. Right. And I agree. I mean, we've talked about this before on the show, and I definitely agree. I think where the problem comes in is where. I think it gets confusing because let's say there is a woman who she wants to be equal, she wants to pay, she wants to help plan things, but then he doesn't, let's say, give her a fabulous gift because everything's equal. And then all of a sudden she says, wait, but I wanted a gift. It makes me feel special. you know. And so people get confused. What are you supposed to do and what are you not supposed to do? Where is the, is the line drawn? Well, you know, the the best solution to that is communication. Absolutely. It's really defining your boundaries very clearly and letting a, a guy know. And, and it's, you know, I'm not saying to be as direct as saying, well, you know, my birthday's coming up and I want to get <laughs> roses and, um, you know, a four-carat diamond ring or something like that. But, you know... Make sure that if if your birthday's coming up and you're anti- or any sort of holiday and you're anticipating something, you know again how do you say to a person, well I want a gift, mm-hmm. um, but you know you have to let a man know that not so much what they should do for you, but what you want in a relationship. So in right. other words, let them know you know it, it's so important to me when a guy you know does something special for my birthday. Mm-hmm. You know, or, you know, is there spending the week with me on Christmas? You know, or something like that. Let the let your partner know what your expectations are. And then, quite frankly, if they don't live up to it or they're not willing to live up to it, then you're, you're definitely in the relationship with the wrong person. Right. Because it will never get better. Right. And a lot of my friends, actually, what they do is when they hear something like this, then they end up questioning what's wrong with me, what's wrong with me. Maybe I'm too demanding. Maybe I'm too this. Maybe I'm too that. And what you're saying is, no, you're fine. Just find the right guy for you. (laughs) Right. But there's so many insecure women out there. It's hard. Well, you know, the important thing is, and we talk about it, like you said, on the show all the time, is, you know, understand who you are and don't feel bad about it. Right. And, And honor yourself in what you want. If you want, you know, to be an equal, if you want to be showered with gifts and you want to be a treated like a princess you want to be put on a pedestal own it Mm -hmm. own it you know um embrace it but what my suggestion is let the guy know up front you know hey i'm not one of these girls that you know wants to pay or i'm not one of these women who wants you know um uh you know to be put on a pedestal i want to be treated like an equal let a guy know up front have these conversations you know it's amazing to me as a psychic and a life coach that when i talk to people some people are dating guys for 
weeks or months, and then I ask a very basic question. I'll say, you know, I'm picking up that the person is very, um, you know, uh, very hardworking or very passionate about this or very attached to their mom or something like that, and I'll say, is that true? Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll go, gee, I don't know. We've <laughs> right. never talked about that. Well, how how valuable or how, I, I shouldn't use the word valuable, how likely is a relationship going to really work out to anyone's advantage if you're not talking and communicating with what's important. And there's a downside of that because a lot of men, when you start talking about all the nitty-gritty, get scared and run away. Mm -hmm. So really what the balance is is when that happens, don't worry about it, then that guy isn't right for you. And to sit back and do nothing uh is is never going to get you into a fruitful relationship because you don't know. It becomes trial and error. And when you deal with trial and error in a relationship, you're always going to lose. Right. Well, you and I have talked about this book before, and I don't know if you've actually read it. I know we talked about getting Dr. Patricia Allen perhaps as a guest, um, Mm -hmm. Getting to I Do, which is such a good book for anyone in this position. And, of course, I... Sorry to say, I do not like the title because it, it getting to I do makes me think, oh, a woman just wants to get married. But really that's not what the book is about at all. If they change the title, I think that it would be fantastic. But it's really about whether you want to be the feminine energy or the masculine energy and choose it and choose the right partner for you because there are some men right. who are going to respect and want to be with the real female and there are some men who are going to want to be with an equal. And if you're an equal, you're the masculine energy it doesn't mean you're masculine it just means that you're picking up that sort of energy or sending out that sort of energy and if you're the feminine that's the same thing and and there's a right partner for you and it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you it doesn't mean you should judge yourself it just means you need to find the right type of partner Right, and that's the answer. And incidentally, I have spoken with her. She's not available on Tuesday evenings when we usually do the show because she teaches a class out in L.A. Um, But if we do a special episode of the show on a weekend, um, some weekend, then most definitely she can join us. That would be great. I think it would be an unbelievable show. I mean, this book really changed the way I think about dating. Wow. I have not read it. I've read a lot of her 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 information that she has on her website and the information that's out there on her book, but I haven't actually read her book. Right. Well, I recommend it, it to sense. all of our listeners. <laughs> no, but it makes sense, too. I mean, it's basically, you know, really you reworded what I just said, and mm-hmm. I had not read her book because, you know, it's important. Own who you are and don't – see, the biggest problem with, I believe, um, our society these days is that when something doesn't work, we end up blaming ourselves. Correct. Instead of just understanding that you're not responsible in any way for how another person responds to you, Mm -hmm. if you're in your true essence and you are who you truly are and you're expressing that, if somebody doesn't like it, then, you know, tough, you know, next, move on. But obviously that's not right for you. Obviously the first step of that, and you as a psychic get so many people who do not have this, is loving yourself and having self-love. And so you can't even do that and you can't be comfortable with yourself and you can't not blame yourself if you don't even know who you are and if you don't love yourself. Right, right. That's absolutely correct. And and knowing who you are is really key. What happens so often in relationships, and this goes both for the man and the woman, is they do what they think the the partner wants them to do or be rather mm-hmm. than being themselves. And then, you know, you can never live up to anybody's expectations 
when you're chasing something that isn't really there. You can't. Right. You know, just be yourself. And so what if the person that you're with or want to be with doesn't value and appreciate who you are, then I can't see how that could ever work out. You know, I had I have very close friends, and it's a very – well, I have a lot of very close friends, but this <laughs> one particular couple is a very unique dynamics, uh, you know, in a relationship. And I don't know how they stay together. <laughs> I really don't know. They <laughs> everything that – I say doesn't work, and but I wouldn't. I personally would not want to be in this type of relationship because everything is a battle. He's always telling her what to do. She's always telling him what to do. He's telling her what to say. She's telling him what to say. Um, everything is a tug of war. Mm-hmm. You know, some people maybe need that or want that in a relationship, but at the core, are either of them happy? You know, why are they staying together? And yes, there's plenty of relationships that are like that that people, you know, I feel settle for. But is that truly what you want in a relationship? And truly the best way of knowing that is when you're not in a relationship or even when you're in a relationship, if it's a happy, excuse me, or not a happy relationship, start making lists. Mm-hmm. Make lists of the must-haves and make lists, make a list of the would-like-to-have and then make a list of the things that you absolutely don't want. And so often if you're in a relationship that is not fulfilling you, you're going to find that your partner ends up having a tremendous number of those items on that I don't want to have list. And then it becomes a matter of making a decision. Would you rather be alone and be happy, or are you willing to stay in a relationship and be unhappy? And that's the hardest thing, I think, for a lot of people, is they they feel being alone that there's a social stigma Mm -hmm. in that, as well as, you know, they oh, will somebody else ever come along? Will anyone else ever love me? And all these other kinds of things. So they stay in, in the relationships for all the wrong reasons, which is tough. But, you know, juggling these kinds of things... Um, absolutely are a challenge, but like Julie said, they stem back to the most important aspect of life, and that's having a strong self-esteem. And that isn't something that grows on trees. That's something that, you know, each of us has to work on individually, and it's easy to say, oh, go out, love yourself, it's easy. It's not easy, mm-hmm. because how many times has have our parents told us that we're bad, that we don't listen, that we don't do this, that we don't deserve to have that, that we're not good enough, that we're, you know, the millions of different things from our childhood and the millions of different um, sort of like cues that we've gotten from society that will tell us we're too short, we're too, you know, tall, we're too thin, we're too fat, wrong color hair, wrong color this, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, how, How many people grow up in an environment where they feel totally accepted and loved? Right. And they may not even realize that they don't because their world, that's what their world is. Right. So sometimes you don't even realize it because that's all you know. I know. So then what do you do about it? What would be your first step? If you're well, if you're in a situation like either a relationship that where it's unbalanced, like we were talking about, or where you find yourself not being able to express what you really want in a relationship, what would you do? Well, How I would you handle it. I have to say it's interesting because as someone who has never been married, I've been in relationships, but I've never been married, I find that the single women who have been in and out of relationships do know themselves better than many of the married women because they've been hurt or because they're at this place where they're wanting to grow or they spend time alone. They're not always jumping from relationship to relationship. 
And so what I've done, like in that way, yeah, in some ways, of course, it's the grass is always greener. I'd like to be in a relationship. I'd like to eventually get married. But in some ways, I appreciate so much that I got to this place by doing all the things that what you're asking me. I, first of all, I sought, I sought help as far as like going to therapy because I think that an obje- it's very important to get an objective view. Your, your friends and your family are one thing, but to get someone who really is a professional and understands what you're going through really helps. I personally read all these books. You know, I went to the self-help section of Barnes & Noble <laughs> and found, spent hours and found books that were really right for me. Um, and I do all the things that you and I talk about on the show. I write gratitude journals. I've written out exactly what I want from relationships. I've gotten to know myself. I even meditate and pray. Wow. And that those are really ideal steps. And and one thing that you said to me as a life coach is so critical, and that's writing out what it is that you want, not just in relationships but in anything. I mean, science shows us that, it's, that the percentage is something like 87% um, greater potential of reaching any of your goals when you write them out. So to sit and to either journal or, or what I like to do is have a, a, you know, sort of like a working list, not just, okay, here's my list, case closed, and I'm walking away from it. I may go back to that list, you know, every day for six weeks and build on it and expand on it because new things are coming to mind and, and have this a working document into what it is that you're trying to create in your life and then put it away and don't forget about it. You know, it was interesting. Last night I got a call from Rachel who used to run our switchboard. And she, you know, got a new job and she's off working these great out, you know, long hours, but she wasn't able to run our switchboard any longer. Um, and when we were talking about stuff, you know, I'm really realizing how much of what we worked on for a long time she's actually creating. And mm-hmm. she said to me, you know that list that you made me write? Well, I'm doing this, I've done that, I'm halfway through with this, and I've, I've already finished that, and now I'm working on this. You know, and it really brought it all together for me how critical it is. And it's something that in life coaching I make as a, almost a – um, you know, a imperative first step. And I know the people who don't do it are typically chasing a dream because what I always say to people is, how do you know if you haven't got there when you don't know where you're going? Right. And if you don't set that very, you know, clear criteria and, and send it out to the universe and to yourself, um, then, you know, it's, it's like getting in the car and just taking a leisure drive because we're not going anywhere, so it doesn't matter where we end up because who knows, you know. Right. It's really one of those kinds of things. And I agree. What you just expressed, Julie, is an extremely balanced plan. I mean, get help if you need it. Um, you know, there's support groups. There's, there's, you know, therapists. There are books. I mean, anytime I have a problem, I think I do what Julie does. I go to the bookstore, and I don't go in with any pre- preconceived notion what book I need or what author is going to provide the answer for me. I just stand there and see what bo- what books I'm drawn to, and then mm-hmm. I just pick them up off of the shelf, and I skim, you know, look at the back cover, the front cover, you know, skim a few pages, and typically there's a message in there for me, and I can feel it, and I know it. And I, I, you know, and then that that becomes just a part of the healing process. But what you mentioned also, prayer and meditation. You know, some people talk about affirmations. These are all sort of like external clues that help us 
in a very dramatic way to sort of get grounded within ourselves. Because if we keep on making everybody else our number one priority, what does he want? What would he want me to wear? What would he want me to say? What would he want me to do? How should I act, you know, to make him love me more? You're never going to get that sense of happiness because you're not doing, you're not focusing on yourself and you're not doing anything for yourself. Right. Um, once you shift that focus to you and all the external stuff, let me tell you, um, when you when your focus is you and you really get in touch with who you are, where you're going, what you know, what it is that you want and where you're going, that's when you're going to start drawing in people into your life that honor and value you. If you're always looking to um, you know, please everybody else, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing to want to do things for other people, but don't do it at the expense of yourself. Mm-hmm. And there's two things I wanted to say in response to what you were talking about. The first is, and it's probably one of the first questions you ask as a life coach, is to a to a client, what do you want? And I bet 90% of the people cannot answer that question. Yeah. yeah. Because I remember that question was posed to me, uh, probably six years ago, mm-hmm. and I couldn't answer it. I mean, you think you can, you know, you think you can. It's, it seems so easy. But then when you really sit down and think about what you want, really, really want, it blows your mind that it could be completely different than the life you're living. And the second thing I was going to say is that writing it all out helps so much because it's all just sitting in your head. And what you want to do is shift it to your heart. And so when you start writing and just writing and writing and stream of consciousness and maybe you let a you know a higher power in, you start to really get out what you do really want. And you know, you may have a vested interest that's preventing you from doing it. Like if you're in law school and you know that you're supposed to be a lawyer and all your friends and family have always wanted you to be a lawyer, but really deep down inside you want to be an artist. You kind of deny that, you push it away, and then when you start writing, it comes out. It can't help but come out, and you start to realize what you really want. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with you saying what you just said there, something I got one of those, you know, um, light bulbs going off in my mm-hmm. head moment yesterday where I was getting into my car, and for some reason the thought popped into my head how my my biggest dream when I was a kid was to go to acting school. And I remember I had all the brochures on the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, and I was trying to convince my dad to send me there. I wanted a career in film. And absolutely no, you know, that just wasn't an acceptable career. I mean, you know, he was going to pay for college, but he wasn't going to pay for that. And then fast forward, you know, a few years, and what's happening? I'm drawing in all these situations. I'm not saying I'm going to be a big actress because that's not what I'm gearing towards at this point. But um, what's, uh, I, I'm, I'm expanding into a career in film. Right. I'm more so, but, well, I shouldn't say more so behind the camera because I'm in front and behind the camera now. But um, more opportunities are coming to me. It's an amazing thing because um, people are talking to me now about co-production deals. You know, where I'm chasing after the producers to co-produce with me, now people are coming after me. And I've only been, you know, doing this behind the scenes for like a year or so. So it's an amazing thing how life just sort of, you know, sort of allows itself to play out for you. And honestly, this was the furthest thing from my mind Mm -hmm. to ever end up having a career in front of or behind the camera, you know, because my my dad really – he crushed that dream of mine. Right. He did. 
But somewhere it was obviously strong enough to be resurfacing all these years later. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I agree. I mean, with you, with what you said, it's so important to know who you are and what you want. I had, I had a caller that I spoke with the other night, and I'm reading her energy, and I said to her something very similar. I said um, she wanted to know what she should do with the rest of her life. And I said, I can't tell you that. I said, if I tell you, you're gonna, you're gonna, if I tell you what I feel in your energy, you're gonna, you're gonna buck me, and you're gonna say, no, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I said that the, the important thing is you're asking the question, and the important exercise for you is to find the answer, because don't go with what anybody tells you you should do. Find it, right. find it within yourself. And the biggest thing of it is, because society teaches us from the time we're a child, and it's not a bad thing that our parents teach us to you know, share our belongings or to, um, you know, uh, you know, give some, give your favorite toy to your cousin or your brother or your sister or whatever it is. It's not a bad thing that our parents and society teach us not to focus only on ourselves but, but to be generous and caring. But they don't teach us how to, st- to keep the focus on ourselves. We do, we, what ends up happening is we end up doing all those things at the expense of losing ourselves. And this particular woman that I was reading for the other night, I said to her very clearly, I could feel in your energy long before she even asked me that question that you don't know what you want. You really don't know what you want. And she didn't. She didn't have a clue. So I guess for today's show, what I would kind of like to do, because this is a great topic and I think we could probably go on for hours talking about it, but is to try to, and if we don't accomplish it today, we'll have a follow-up um, show where we do talk about it, but you know, try to give some very specific suggestions. I mean, you gave a bunch of them as far as how to shift that focus from what's outside of you to what's inside of you. So, in other words, instead of trying to please everybody external to you or to say and do and act the way everybody else wants you to act, to start turning that focus within yourself. But the biggest, I think, hurdle that that people have is to realize that something isn't working in their lives. And that probably is one of the most difficult, um, you know, inner um, admissions, you know, inner inner awarenesses that any of us really have to make is truly are we happy. Right. Well, I would say that the very first thing, first step for anybody, and it worked for me, is, and you talk about your gratitude lists and gratitude mm-hmm. book all the time, is that very first thing when you wake up in the morning, I mean, for me, I have a higher power. Not everybody does. I believe in a higher power. So I would think most people listening to this show do. Um, but very first thing I do in the morning is grab a journal or a piece of paper and write down a bunch of things that I'm grateful for. And then in addition, a few things that I would like in my life. And the reason I do it the first thing in the morning is because, you know, life gets in the way, the dramas start. You get lazy, you don't want to do it, and it just starts your day off right. But for many people who are extremely busy, who have, let's say, three kids running in at 6 in the morning or have to get to work, I would say take 10 minutes. Make a conscious effort. Commit to yourself for, let's say, a month, 10 minutes every day to write a few things you're grateful for and a few things you want out of your life, and then just keep adding to that list. I'd say 30 days, 10 minutes a day, and just see what comes out. You'll be really surprised. And naturally, I love that idea. To me, it's so critical because, the, to me, the underlying benefit of sending gratitude out to the universe is the more we're grateful for, the more the universe 
sends us things to be grateful for. Right. So it's a two-way street. I mean, if all we do is look at the, the negative or um, stay in a victim mode and don't allow ourselves to see the beauty of what's around us, then unfortunately that's all we get back from the universe because life is truly a mirror. Your outer world is always a reflection of what's going on inside of you. There's no exceptions to that rule, none at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it is, and it, you know, it is, it is. I mean, if you're happy, if you're truly happy and at peace with yourself, you will be drawing in experiences that, that mirror that feeling within yourself. If you feel not worthy or you feel um, unlovable, you will continue to, to draw in experiences that reflect that. So, you know, it becomes, by, by doing the gratitude list, it really becomes such an important exercise in shifting your awareness. I mean, some, a lot of people say to me things like, oh, well, how about if I say these affirmations for 30 days? But if you're dealing with major financial issues or, or you're in a, you know, um, uh, a bad relationship or going through a divorce or a breakup or something like that, to say, I am happy, um, I'm lo- I feel loved or I'm loved, or any of those types of affirmations. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it's very hard to con- truly convince yourself and change the way you feel when you're saying an affirmation. Mm-hmm. However, when you start looking at your life and you look at the things that are in your life right now that truly are wonderful and truly that you're truly, truly grateful for, it, the shift occurs. It's automatic. There's nothing else that you have so I feel what Julie just mentioned is probably one of the the most important first steps. And, you know, if if, it, if this has resonated within you at all and you haven't listened to our show, typically we're on um, Tuesday evenings beginning at 11 p.m. So, you know, give us a listen because we talk a lot about gratitude. We talk a lot, lot about honoring yourself and learning how to really manifest the life that you truly want. So on that note, um, we just wanted to have a short show, show today to let you know that we were still around. Um, we're here. And we forward, <laughs> yeah, and we look forward to coming back on the air in the next couple of weeks. So, so like I said, check this website here on Blog Talk Radio because there will be news very soon about when we'll be back on the air. Well, you have a wonderful Sunday, Julie. You have a Thank wonderful you, rest you of too. the day. And I'll hopefully see you all real soon. Good night, everybody. Bye. Thank you.